there's a lot of lot of women that can't smile at people because they don't they were the kids that were told go hug your uncle yeah. that's your three times great great uncle <laughs> that you this is the first time you met him you don't know anything about him and you're being told like literally what you're telling your kids kids when you say go hug your uncle or go hug, hug your cousin that they don't know literally what you're telling them is don't trust your own senses you're right. getting a vibe from them um and again i know like some of the christians are going to be like oh you don't read energy you don't give that we don't get vibes yes you do we you all do. have the god we have flowing through us is the same energy we all have flowing through us so whether you call it yeah. energy or a vibe or your holy spirit it's all the same thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we all have that and we are born with that and so the reason your kids don't want to go hug that person is because they still have their childlike connection to our creator and they can feel mm. the vibe is off and what you're teaching them is do not listen to the holy spirit that is within you that tells you when something is off and so you grow then they grow up and they don't have sensory acuity they don't know that the person that's walked they can't tell without without giving somebody like me mugging somebody whether or not the person walking down the, the aisle of the parking lot behind them is walking down the aisle of the parking lot behind them because they just happen to park down there or whether or not they are walking down the aisle before behind them because they are they have some ill intent because you shut down that ability for them to connect with their creator and be able to pick up on things spiritually as a child welcome to welcome to welcome 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 to welcome to welcome to welcome 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 to the multifaceted show the multifaceted show the multifaceted my 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 show welcome back to another episode of the multifaceted show oh my goodness this conversation today is about to give me life so i know it's gonna give you life but it is titled you can't help me because the focus is around mothering our children today and what that looks like as mothers and as mompreneurs. So I'm going to give our special guest a second to introduce herself to tell you who she is and what she does. Good morning. My name is Dana Nicole, or how I normally say it is I am Dana Nicole. Um, I am a mom, first of all, of four beautiful young ladies now. Um, and I am owner of two great, I am a whole lot of other things, but all wrapped up into one. I am Dana Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my goodness. I am so grateful to know you and to dive deeper into relationship building alongside you. Um, a lot of... (laughs) our beliefs just truly align and that really stood out to me in initial conversation like she gets it um (laughs) so I want to dive into 
you mothering your girls and being in business. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so mothering my girls and being in business, um, it looks different all the time. Um, so my girls are older, so my youngest is 11 now, but I've been in business in some shape or form since they were little girls. So um, I started this journey into entrepreneurship as a Mary Kay beauty consultant. Um, and when I first jumped into entrepreneurship, it was really a struggle with spending the time away from them. Um, and I'm really grateful that I started in entrepreneurship in a network marketing company uh, because they really gave me the support and the encouragement that I needed in order to be able to do what I needed to do. So in Mary Kay, they, they, one of the things they teach new consultants is to train your children that when you are away from them, that you are working for them so that they never feel like your business is separate from them or that your business is taking away from them um, to include them in the goals and the dreams that you have so that whenever you have to step away from them that they understand that and sometimes I'm really good at that <laughs> um, and sometimes I'm really not good at that and so it looks different in entrepreneurship all the time there's so there's sometimes that being in business has allowed me to spend lots of time with my kids um, and be there and do all the things that they want me to do. And then other times it has caused me to have to um, step away and allow them to rely on themselves a lot more. And so it always looks different. But for me, the thing that being an entrepreneur has done for me um, as a mom is it has allowed me or forced me to raise adults and not raise children mm. <laughs> okay hold on hold on <laughs> there is so much to pull out of what you just said but I need to point out the fact that you just said it has pushed you into a space where you are raising adults not children Absolutely. Um, I, I'll i speak for myself, um, but I'm sure that a lot of moms will relate to this. You, you get that brand new baby and they're hopeless and they don't know anything about this world. And you just want to like cover and protect them and do everything for them. Um, being an entrepreneur has taught me that I need to make them capable of operating in this world by themselves. Um, and then especially in the field that I am in, where I work with other entrepreneurs and I am um, helping to mentor entrepreneurs, I have I've seen time and time again, again, adults or um one of my friends said this grown children uh, <laughs> who just don't know how to operate in this world and so 
we, as much as we want to protect them and as much as we want to cover them, we have to raise them to be adults. We have to raise them to be able to function in this world without us. Um, and so that means that we have to let go and we have to allow them to have experiences that are not going to be fun. Um, I think right now there's a big push to like, I don't want my children to experience any of the hardships that I experienced. Well, some of those hardships are important so that they can become adults. Some of those struggles are important so that they learn problem solving skills. Um, and there's some experiences that they have to have in order to be able to keep themselves safe when they become adults because they should not um, grow up and still need us. They should grow up and be able to stand on their own and be adults in this world. Oh my. <laughs> Drops mic. Like it's the beginning of the episode and I'm like, let's drop the mic here because we <laughs> just said it. Like it is so <sighs> refreshing um, to hear this. And I feel like this is going to help so many mothers because there is this weird disconnect that I have found. And I, I don't want to call it weird. It's just that I can't make sense of it in my head. Um, where people forget that children are literally little people. Absolutely. Like, your <laughs> child is going to be an adult. Like, you're raising them to be an adult. Yes. You're not like, just, oh, she's a toddler. She'll be a toddler. She'll be a toddler for a few years. <laughs> And then she's going to move to the next stage, to the next stage, to the next stage, to the next stage. So yes, <laughs> it is like you kind of forget that. And people have this thing about it like, okay, if you're a child, um, stay in a child's place, right? But then also, I'm going to treat you a certain way because you should somehow some way know how to manage your emotions know how to set boundaries on your own or like all these things and then these children grow up to be grown children mm -hmm. and have no idea about how to set boundaries have no idea about how to be assertive have no idea of basic life skills right they lack the knowledge on how to just take care of themselves. And then the parent is like, oh my goodness. Why can't you do your own laundry? Right. But you never taught them how to do their own laundry. Because when they were a child, you just did it for them. Mm -hmm. And you never took them along on the ride. But now they're a grown. Why are you coming to me to do your laundry? Um, well, sweetheart, there was a disconnect. You didn't teach them how to do their laundry. So how would they know, literally? Um, so I love that you point out just some of those basic hardships. I find that even with Julia as a toddler, with us being around other people, they're like, oh, my gosh, be careful. And I'm like, why? <laughs> 
because you think that and you are fearful you have this fear in you but she doesn't have it absolutely not she's not thinking that what you're (laughs) thinking about she isn't so she may go and master this whole thing without a care in the world and you don't want her to do it because you're being overly cautious and it doesn't serve her because then she is now fearful and doesn't want to explore. And I'm I'm proud of her because she doesn't care. She's like, no. Like, obviously, if it's unsafe, I'm not going to allow her to do it. But if it is like a small risk, take it. Absolutely. Take it. Absolutely. We, I don't, I don't think parents realize the programming they install in their kids when they're little, right? Zero to seven is when we program them. But zero to seven is when moms tend to be the most overprotective. No, don't touch that. No, don't do that. Sit here until I come back, right? Like we, (laughs) uh, that's going to hurt you. And anything that we don't like or anything that we're not sure of, like you just said, we install this fear in them of things that they can't do. And the amazing part of it to me is that um, as a as a black mom, like most of us grew up, most of us grew up as Christians in church, right? Like mm-hmm. we grew up hearing about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we grew up hearing things like train up a child in the way that they should go. And then we take that and we don't teach our kids that they can do all things that <laughs> strengthens them. We, we actually do the exact opposite, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't do this. No, you're not old enough to do this. No, mm-hmm. stay in a child's place, right? Like we teach mm-hmm. them like the very opposite of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when Christ himself told all the adults around him to have childlike faith. So like we got it mixed up. (laughs) Yep. Yep. First of all, we should be looking at them and saying, Oh, you want to try that? Well, let me step back and have faith Mm -hmm. in you and your faith and let you try it. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, we take train up the child in the way that they should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And we take that to mean that we should train our children to do what we want them to do. And when they're older, they're going to do exactly what we want them to do. And that was never the intent of that. The Mm -hmm. intent was watch your child, study your child, learn your child and what they like and what they're good at and what they want to do and then provide them the space and the support so that they can go down the path that they were created to go down because he didn't create them to be many you. Yes. Wow. Wow. And so it just create them to be many you. Yeah. So it just amazes me that as black women and 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 women that you know now kind of in our age group, people are starting to step into other religions and other belief systems and starting to bring on some new some new belief systems. Um, And there's and I'm a Christian. There's nothing wrong with Christianity, but it it just amazes me that for a group of women who are 
born into Christianity. And some of us spent five, six, seven days a week in church learning mm-hmm. uh, the Bible, that we take those things and internalize them in a way that that keeps us from training adults and training adults that are the, their own people. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. This, whoo, yes, like speak, because it is really interesting to watch and be a part of and speaking on being a Black mother, Mm -hmm. right, and raised in the church, you literally hear all those things. Yep. You hear all of those things, and even when it comes to ourselves, we don't reflect them. And when it comes to ourselves, it's like, okay, such and such wants to do this. She's diving into that idea, but are you sure? Mm-hmm. But do you think that's going to work? Do you think that's smart? I mean, you got those kids, so are you sure you're going to be able to, like, there is no, like, oh my goodness, that's so great. How can I support you? right and even when we don't think it's so great how can I support you right like you talked about some other things so we raise children that that don't know how to regulate their emotions they don't know how to create boundaries and so even when it's not so great how do I support you when I asked you to go clean the kitchen and you didn't want to do that how did I support you in learning how to create boundaries and and use your emotions appropriately? Because most, right. most of us were raised, like, let's just be honest, right? Most of us were raised that if an adult tells you to do something, you shut your mouth and do it. Yep. Your feelings don't matter. What you were doing at the time doesn't matter. And so yep. what, what we were really taught was, your, your feelings don't matter. They're not actually signals that there is something going on that you need to deal with. So shut them off and worry about the other people around you. So that's what we were taught, first of all. And then the second thing that we were taught was you have no boundaries because what you're doing doesn't matter. Exactly. And then and... we turn around and do that to our kids. <laughs> yes. And then there's like this wonder, like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby, you are how it happened. <laughs> like, I, and there's no other way around it. There's no other way to put it. So, moving into that experience in a Black family and now turning around to raise our kids differently, it is like, I know I don't want my child to have this blind obedience about her. Mm -hmm. I'm not raising her to be this nice, well put together girl that just, no. I'm raising her to be kind because she can be kind and respectfully assert her boundaries. Absolutely. She can be kind and show up for herself when she knows that baby my cup ain't full I can't pour out right now but I love you though so I'll love you over here mm-hmm. she can be kind and know like okay mommy I hear you I know that I need to do this can I finish this first and then do that sure baby like 
I'm not raising no nice pushover, weird lack of boundary. Like I'm not doing that. Right. So when we move into mothering children now, what really came up for you when you became a mother and what made you decide to do different and how did you begin to do different? So, um, with my first daughter, her father and I really started out with her in that, that traditional parenting style. Um, and we were both raised that way. So, we, she started out with the whole, and we weren't together, but she started out with the whole, like, do what we say do. Um, I know there have been times that I'm like, wait, wait until your daddy come get you. <laughs> right? mm-hmm, like that whole traditional mm-hmm. discipline. Um, my daughter and I have laughed because um, even in that, being very traditional, we, we started very early doing discipline different. So even though we started out with like, do what I say, do wait till your wait till your father gets here type of parenting style, the way that we administered consequences was different with her from the start. So not saying that she didn't get any spankings, but we really started out at the beginning with different consequences. So I remember her getting in school, getting trouble in school and her dad buying this notebook and putting on the front of it. Michaela's bad book (laughs) and he made her write about why what she did was the wrong thing to do so so some of this I think came that naturally to to us um but then as I had more children I got married to someone else and had more kids um and I was moving up the corporate ladder. I was experiencing things that were, that I didn't know how to navigate. Um, and so I, I tell the story all the time. I went to a meeting. I worked for a home improvement company. Um, and anybody that's worked in home improvement knows now that it's starting to be more um, inclusive gender wise. But when I started in home improvement, it wasn't. There was a sprinkling of women. Most of them were in pink collar jobs like I was. I'm in HR, so I'm in a pink collar job. And so I walked into this meeting and I had on pink dress pants. Um, So I was completely like business casual. I just happened to have on pink dress pants. And a guy walked up to me and said, what are you wearing? We don't wear pink here. Mm. And my first reaction to that was like internally like oh my god I did something wrong let me go back and read the dress code because like I don't want to offend anybody and then my second reaction was internally to go well why can't I wear pink Mm. I left that when I left that situation I'm like why didn't I say that? Right? Like, why did I second guess what I knew? I'm in HR. I know what the dress code says. So I already knew walking into that, that pink was not against the company rules. This is your own bias and your own thoughts of what professional looks like. 
And I knew that when he said that. So what happened that I was not able to say, no, you're wrong. You may not wear pink, but I do. Mm. And you have to get over it. And so that experience really started to shift how I raised the girls because I realized I didn't know how to, even though I, I knew what was right, um, I was actually the expert in the room at the time of what is correct for the company dress code wise because I was the HR person in the room. So I, I knew what was right. I was the expert in what was right. But for some reason in that situation, I could not find my voice to be able to tell this person who was neither of those things. And so not the expert and completely wrong to be able to tell him that he was wrong. And so not being able to find my voice to tell him what was wrong made me make a switch to make sure that my girls could always find their voice to tell other people what's wrong. Mm. And, wow. and sometimes like, and, and they have to learn that as children because sometimes we grow as we grow up and you know this, sometimes we grow up and there's not in my situation, it was, there was a rule, right? There was actually a rule book I could go to. But in a lot of situations, there is no rule book and right can be subjective. And so you have to be able to know why you why you believe what you believe is right. And you need to be able to articulate that to other people. And since we are raising adults, the place that they practice that is at home with us. That's where they practice. And so that is where I made that shift is that, okay, I have to do something differently. And I love my parents and I love my grandparents who also helped to raise me. Uh, but that is when I realized that go to school, be a good girl, do as you, you're told, um, be seen and not heard, all those things that we are taught as children, which are, which are considered the proper ways to raise children traditionally, don't work as an adult. Mm. They don't work. And so that's when I that's when I made the shift. And so and and I still get, you know, I get some some pushback about it. Um, we have house rules on our refrigerator. One of our house rules is that if you're asked to do something, you're allowed to say something back. Um, I talked to my girls, mm. they're they're now 11, 14, 15, and 18. So one is an adult. And is actually pregnant and becoming a mom herself. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Congratulations! Thank you. That's the first. She's having a boy. I'm so glad. Oh. I have all girls, so we're gonna get a little. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. <laughs> um, but those conversations are completely different um, with her now because she's moving into this space. Her and I just had this conversation, like um, maybe a week and a half ago, where she called me and she's like mommy I just realized moms don't know it all and I'm like no we don't <laughs> we, we're figuring this thing out as we go along we don't know it all um and I'm like I don't know it all grandma doesn't know it all her mom didn't know it all none of us know it all and she's like I'm just like realizing in a couple of months I'm going to be a mom and he's going to look to me for answers. And I don't know everything. 
so like so that's that is interesting and then I still have a 15 year old a 14 year old and 11 year old at home that I have conversations with like they are adults so I don't share everything in my life with them because I'm 38 almost 39 and they're 15 14 and 11 and they just don't have the life experience to have everything that I have happened in my life shared with them. Um, but I still have conversations about their lives with them like they're adults. And they get to talk to me like I'm an adult. So uh, if I tell them I'm going to be home at a certain time, I may walk in the house and they're like, mm, you said you were going to be home at five. <laughs> it's seven. And other people walk into that and they're like, your kids are rude and they're disrespectful and they shouldn't talk to you like that. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying this conversation with Dana so much. Oh my goodness, she has some very valid points. We're just going to take a quick second to get into some ads and get right back into the conversation. I want to chat with you about Glossy Diva. Glossy Diva is a beauty product company that's designed to cater to all levels of beauty. I personally love Glossy Diva so much because all of their products are vegan, organic, gluten-free, cruelty-free, and alcohol-free. I mean, (laughs) they are amazing. The shades that are carried will not disappoint. So, check out Glossy Diva at GlossyDivaCosmetics.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. Mm-hmm. No, they are people. I told them I was going to be home at a certain time and then I didn't, I didn't stick to my word. And so right. they're me out on sticking to my word. And so sometimes I may say, oh, I had to work late and this is what was going on or I got stuck in traffic. Or if I'm, do- if I'm out doing something that's none of their business, I'll turn around and look at them and be like, hmm not my mama (laughs) and I'll go back back about my business right um but in that I'm teaching them one like there is there is a level of like letting people know where you are and what you're doing even as an adult right so I'm an adult I don't have I don't have a, a spouse to answer to um I can do what I want to do, but I have kids at home. And one, I want to make sure that my, if something happens to me, my kids know what was on the plan. Mm -hmm. So if, if my, if they don't see mommy in two days, like they can, they can say, oh, she left the house on Monday and she was going to see this client and she was going here and going, going there. And she said she was going to be home at five and she didn't come home at five, but sometimes she may be two or three hours late. But she's never gone for two days and we don't know about it. So right. something is wrong. So there's that teaching them that that level of accountability and like moving through the world safely and letting people, people you trust know where you are. But then there is also teaching them that, you know, you you don't have to tell everybody your every move. Right. Um, and it's also letting them have the space to know if somebody tells you something that you were able to 
speak up. So if even mommy, if mommy tells you she's going to be home at five and she's not, like you can call me out on you didn't stick to your word. Right? Or my youngest, my 11 year old is notorious. If I say I'm at home, going to be home at 530, she is notorious for the mommy, where are you text? Mm. Right? And I do it to them. So if they tell me they're going to the store, they'll be back and they'll be right back. And the store is, the store from our house is literally three blocks from the house. So if you go to the store and you're gone an hour, I'm texting, where are you? And so if I can text you, where are you when you told me that you were going to the store? Like, I give them the, sp- saying, the space to do it back to me because I told you I was going to be home at a certain time. And so you saying, where are you to me is not disrespectful as an adult that says you heard, first of all, you heard what I said. So you're listening to me, which means you're not just listening to, listening to me about this thing, but they're listening to me about all things. Thank you. Right. Um, and two, that you're concerned because I'm I'm not where I said I was going to be. And so they understand that that's why they're doing it because I allow them to do it to me. And so when I do it to them, they know that that's because I told, I told mommy I was going to do something and I'm out of what I told her and she's concerned. And so that's why she's asking what's going on. So they learn, they learn that. And I don't, you know, I, I also allow them to express why they change their plans or why they want to do something that's different from what I asked them to do. Because as an adult, they're going to have to be able to do that. So as an adult, they're going to be in relationships with people where um, they're having even the simple I'm going to the store conversation. And they need to know the difference between um, a man or a woman that they're in a relationship with that's asking them where they're at because they're concerned and want to make sure they're safe and what what is pushing the boundaries of you are trying to control me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> because the where are you text can be a hey I'm concerned about you because you're late and a where are you text can be I'm tracking your location and you went one block the wrong way home mm-hmm and they need to know the difference between the two when they're an adult so that they can be able to step up and say, um, hold on. Like, I told you, I told you I was going to be home at five. I hit a traffic. It's 505. You don't need, there's no need for you to text me. Where are you? Wow. They need to know that. And then they need to know, they need to be able to talk to me like, I will talk to other adults because they also need to know how to have those conversations. So if I say, can you clean the kitchen? They need to be able to say, I'm working on something over here. One, because they're going to be adults. Two, because they're going to be adult women. And there is, as unfortunate as as it is, our culture right now is in a spot where women are responsible or expected to be responsible for so much stuff. So we still have this completely tra- 
traditional view of womanhood, which is fine if you're a completely traditional person, that women take care of the kids and they take care of the home, they cook, they clean, they do the grocery shopping, they like they they take care of the husband when they come home. We still have these very traditional um gender role views of womanhood mm-hmm. but then we also on top of that have the very feminist views of womanhood that we go to work and we make money and we build these strong careers or build these strong businesses and those two things overlap each other in this time and a lot of women today have pressures of both and so people expect that you do the work of a full-time entrepreneur or a full-time employee and you climb the corporate ladder or you grow these huge amazing million dollar businesses which there are a lot of moms out here killing it and growing these multi-million dollar businesses and growing huge followings but then on top of that they still expect for you to be Susie Homemaker and mm-hmm. to get up like grandma did on Saturday and blast R&B or gospel music and clean your house from top to bottom and pack the kids lunches and cook every meal and be at home and cute when the husband gets home so that you can take care of him. And it is just humanly impossible. And neither, like I said, neither the traditional role is not wrong and the, the feminist role is not wrong but the problem right now is that we have both of those roles on top of each other and we're expected to do it all and we're expected to do it all with a smile on our face and it's just not humanly possible so as a girl mom I need them to have boundaries to be able to say here's what I'm capable of doing and so here's what I'm capable of doing here's what's the most important to me and the rest of it I'm just gonna have to draw a boundary around it and it's not going to happen So when they grow up and they are 30 something or 40 something with kids and a spouse, that if they decide they wanna be career women, that they also know how to come home. And when their spouse looks at them, like, are you gonna cook? That they can look back and say, I just worked 12 hours today. (laughs) You gonna have to cook today, (laughs) right? Or if they decide to go the more traditional route that they can look at, they can look at spouses that they're choosing and say, you know what, I want to, I want to be that more traditional mom. And so spouse, that's going to mean that you're going to need to make this much money. And that doesn't make me a gold digger. And you're going to need to work this kind of career because I plan Mm. to focus on being at home. And so that doesn't make me less of a woman because I've planned to, focus on being at home and I want to marry somebody who makes enough money to to do that and that's who I'm going to look for and so everybody else around me is going to have to be quiet like they have to be able to make those decisions and those decisions start out at home with I need the kitchen needs to be cleaned and I want to play Roblox right like that's that's their world right now so when I ask can you clean the kitchen and Cameron is playing Roblox with her best friend Marie right now. She has to be able to say to me, Mommy, Marie has to go with her mom in 10 minutes. And so we want to finish, we need to we want to finish this game and then I'll clean the kitchen. Because in adult world, that is going to be a choice between work and going on the field trip or between 
uh, cleaning the kitchen and playing a game with her child, those same Mm -hmm. types of choices are going to come up as an adult. And if she doesn't learn how to navigate those now with mommy, how is she going to know how to navigate those with the spouse? Or how is she going to know how to navigate those with her own children if I never gave her the space to do that? And it's like, no, I told you to clean the kitchen, get up and do it now. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Girl, yes. Like that blind obedience will not serve them because they carry that into adulthood. Absolutely. And there was literally a woman who was sharing that she was in an abusive relationship that was like mentally, emotionally abusive, but it was because she had this severe lack of boundaries that mm-hmm. she did not know she could say no. Yep. Absolutely. And I was like, this is why. Like, I have had someone literally recently say my daughter was rude. First of all, she's one and a half. Okay? She cannot be rude. She doesn't even have the capacity to know what rude is. Right now. Exactly. That's what blows me. It's like she doesn't even know what that is. But she does know that she has a choice. If she's uncomfortable and she's crying because she doesn't want to be around someone, I'm going to remove her from the situation. Absolutely. Like, as I should. So they're, oh, she's rude. She could at least say hi. And I'm like, if she wants, though, because you're not, like, someone that, like, naturally, if you were someone that was around her a lot and someone that she knows, she would immediately gravitate towards you. But think about it. As an adult, if you see someone that you don't know, are you going to jump all over them and say hi and, like, give them hugs and... So here's the amazing thing about that, right? Like you just said it. Um, so I I was out and I had someone make a comment, or either I was out or I heard someone make a comment about how um, Black women don't smile when they're out and, and about. Like Black women on the on the whole, and it, this came from a man, have RBFs, right? when they're out and about and that men want us to smile but the funny thing about it is like men want us to smile and I'm a person that smiles at everybody mask drove me crazy because I smile at everybody when I'm out and about Same. <laughs> but I can smile at everybody when I'm out and about because I have boundaries and I don't have that fear that if I smile at a man that he's gonna follow me to my car and like kidnap and rape me because I have personal boundaries and I can smile at you and I can still and I still have the sensory acuity to be able to walk to my car and be like there's somebody around me what is he doing um and get myself into a safe space um which is what you're teaching your daughter right now so I can smile at people but there's a lot of lot of women that can't smile at people because they don't they were the kids that were told go hug your uncle yep. that's your three times great great uncle <laughs> that you this is the first time you met him you don't know anything about him and you're being told like literally what you're telling your kids kids when you say go hug your uncle or go hug hug your cousin that they don't know literally what you're telling them is don't trust your own senses you're getting a vibe from them um and again i know like some of the christians are going to be like oh you don't read energy you don't give that we don't get vibes yes you do we all have the god we have flowing through us is 
the same energy we all have flowing through us. So whether you call it yeah. energy or a vibe or your Holy Spirit, it's all the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we all have that and we are born with that. And so the reason your kids don't want to go hug that person is because they still have their childlike connection to our creator and they can feel mm. the vibe is off. And what you're teaching them is do not listen to the Holy Spirit that is within you that tells you when something is off. And so you grow, then they grow up and they don't have sensory acuity. They don't know that the person that's walked, they can't tell without without giving somebody like me mugging somebody whether or not the person walking down the the aisle of the parking lot behind them is walking down the aisle of the parking lot behind them because they just happen to park down there or whether or not they are walking down aisle before behind them because they are they have some ill intent because you shut down that ability for them to connect with their creator and be able to pick up on things spiritually as a child and so now as an adult they have to walk around in the mall and grim everybody that they don't know (laughs) and acknowledge them pleasantly as a human being because you taught them as a child that they and so now they had to create an ex- a, a defense mechanism to make sure that they keep their themselves safe because they they can't just trust the vibe that they get. Right. Wow. <clears throat> wow. I love how you unpack that. I really do because it literally is that we are setting the foundation. You should be the safe space. You should be teaching the things. You cannot be confused when your child is in a situation and they're 16 and they don't know how to assert themselves, but Mm -hmm. all you have done is set a passive example Mm -hmm. and not teach them how to in any way and not give them the option to. How do you expect them to know that it even exists? Absolutely. So it is so major just to pay attention to those small things because those small things are only small right now because the person is small Mm -hmm. (laughs) they become larger absolutely (laughs) grows older because like you were saying with the hr example the situations vary but they go back to the same point if you don't instill those points, if you don't instill those values, if you don't let them learn how to be a person and in the healthiest way that you possibly can, then you are doing them a disservice. Absolutely. Like parenting is hard because there is a lot of parenting in it, right? <laughs> it's easier to just tell your kid, no, go sit down, do what I said. It's easier to be like, I'm just going to hit you because you're not paying attention. You're not listening. It's easier because you're not teaching them how to regulate emotions. You're not teaching them anything. Yep. Absolutely. And it's just, you're not teaching them any of that. And we, and again, I'm going to go back to this because I think because a lot of us were raised in Christian homes, we use these things in the Bible to justify the things that we do that do not serve our children in the path that they're going to go on in life. So we use things like 
Proverbs 13, 24, spare the rod and spoil the child for he who loves his son disciplines him. And we use that to say, oh, you should whoop your kids. That is not what that verse says. <laughs> it never said that. It, it, that's not what it, it says. Never says that. So the reason, the reason you don't know that that's what it says is because you took one verse and you let, and somebody took it out of context, and that's what they made it mean. But if you understand shepherding, shepherds carry rods for a reason. Shepherds carry rods to beat away the predators that will come to eat their sheep. They don't beat the sheep with the rod. And so when we say, <laughs> spare the rod and spoil the child, you the child is your sheep. Yeah. That, that verse never said to beat your children. And discipline is not beating your children. The rod is to protect them from predators. That is to mm. keep away the rapists that's going to come to do something to them. The people mm-hmm. that'll come into your homes and rob and and harm you the people that we know as adults are wrong they are to beat away those people the rod is not because the, all the sheep don't play together <laughs> right <laughs> they don't all play together out in the pasture The you would never see a shepherd that's like hey sheep a go over there and give sheep f a hug <laughs> And then beat sheep A because sheep A won't go give sheep, sheep F a, a hug. Because that's not right. what the rod is for. The rod is to, to spot the wolf and to get rid of the wolf. And we've been trained that that means to beat our children. And that's not what it means. Discipline means to correct. Discipline means to, to disciple, to teach. That's what discipline is. And we don't have to beat our children to, to disciple them. Yes. Just don't. And sometimes and and let's be honest, like sometimes you don't need to do anything to discipline your children. I am I am a big proponent of natural consequences. So I am not the mom that if my kids bring home an F, I have two high schoolers right now. If you bring home F a F, baby girl, that's on you. Because guess who don't have to repeat that class and who really <laughs> wants to get out of school? Because mommy is done with it. So um, your F is no reflection on me. Your F, that that's on you. That reflects your effort. And you're the one that's going to have to sit through that class you didn't like that you should have just buckled down and got through it because you didn't want to do it again. You're the one that's going to have to repeat that. And so they're learning that lesson <laughs> Mommy's not going to pay to get you out of that. You're going to sit in class next year and do it again because you chose not to learn the lesson the first time. Because guess what, baby girl, when you grow up, the class may not be geometry, but the class is going to be man 101. Right. Right. And so when you fail man 101, guess what? Mommy can't pay to get you out of that you're going to have to repeat that class. And so you need to learn how to get the lesson the first time so you can get up out of the classes you don't learn in geometry. <laughs> I love it because it's so true. And that's where that comes into play too. Like you really have to know that you cannot fix everything. You're not supposed to fix everything. You're not nope. there for that. Because once they become adults, you're there to support them in whatever ways they need. But you're at that point, you should trust your parenting enough to say, I know that my child 
who is now an adult child is going to go out here and do what they need to do, how they need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so let's bring that back to like entrepreneurs, right? Like we're talking mompreneurs. So let's bring that back to mompreneurs. Those, those mompreneurs, there are mompreneurs out there that are just getting started that struggle to get their businesses launched because mommy bailed them out of the failing class, right? So they don't know what it feels like to power through something on their own merit because mommy and daddy bailed them out. And so now they're launching a business and they expect that because they're launching a business that their girlfriend circle and their acquaintance circle need to all buy their product or service from them. That's not how that works. (laughs) Right. But they didn't learn that as a kid because mommy and daddy bailed them out. Right. They don't know what it feels like to fail at something and have to get back up and do that thing again because mommy and daddy bailed them out, right? They don't know what it feels like to stand on the island of entrepreneurship and have people and stand up against people that are like, girl, you need to get a job. What do you mean you're quitting your job? You have kids Mm -hmm. at home. They don't know Mm -hmm. It's like to stand on that island that you need to stand on as an entrepreneur because when they were growing up, they got praise for doing what other people thought was right and they got Mm -hmm. chastised for doing what they felt was right in their own hearts. And so now that they're trying to step into entrepreneurship, they don't know how to stand in that place where people are like, what do you mean? What What do you mean you're not going to have a job? Where are you going to find an audience? They don't know how mm. to entrepreneurship because as children, they were mommy and daddy did everything for them. They didn't have to think. They didn't have to experience emotions. They didn't have to push back on people and say, no, I know this is the right thing to do. And so I'm going to do it even though you don't agree with it. And so because I also coach entrepreneurs and that I help entrepreneurs in their businesses, I see these things with people running businesses that do not have those skills because they weren't taught them as children. I have a client that had had an employee in her business She has a growing, thriving, amazing business doing great work in the community. And she had somebody working for her that was not being ethical and not doing what they were supposed to do for her clients. And she was struggling with firing dude. Mm. Right? And and so for me, I'm like, look, that's a boundary for me. My business is... My businesses are my babies. And if I hire you to work in my businesses, you just like if I hire you to come in this house and, and stay with the girls, like you better take care of my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just like like so just like I will I, I have done it, just like I will fire a, a husband if you don't take care of these four girls, like mm-hmm. supposed to, because I, I have done it. Um just like I will fire him, I will fire an employee. But that client never had anybody that would support her in doing what she felt was mean. I don't want to inconvenience him by him not having a job, even though he is doing something that's 
unethical and it's not going to shed light on my business in the best light. So because he represents my brand and he is not he's not having my client's interest best interest at heart. Um, so he is impacting their lives. Like even though he is having a negative impact on so many people, I don't want to inconvenience him. And so I'm, I can't fire him. And so the same lesson that I'm teaching my girls about being able to stand up for themselves and why it's okay to tell people no and why it's okay to cut people off. I have to do that with business owners who are adults who have the same problems. They're the same skills. We, we, they, we just have to teach our kids those skills when they're young. So when they grow up, they already know how to exercise those as the situations change. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Exactly it. Because you think that, okay, as an adult, all these things came out of nowhere. But no, Mm-mm. this has always been you. This has always been your life. It's just that the situations are new based off of where you are in life. Mm-hmm. And now the skills that you don't have, you cannot apply. Yep. And it starts in the home. It starts with foundation. I could literally talk to you all day. <laughs> so to circle back around and close out the episode We know that it is titled, You Can't Help Me, because there were so many points in this episode where we literally talked about how those who came before us cannot help us. Nope. Because they raised us differently. The tone they set was different. Mm -hmm. And it just isn't the same. And the world is not the same. Wait, and let's not forget they can't help us because a lot of what they raised us with was was out of context to begin with. Mm. So they don't even have the proper context. They didn't have the proper context when they raised us. And now that the on top of that, the world is different and they don't have the skills to raise children the way we need to raise children, they, they're not equipped to help us. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Girl. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. That's it. I like if I had the ability to drop a mic during this conversation, it would be <laughs> like broken. Like <laughs> the mic would be broken. Oh. Like Yes, all of that mm-hmm. is not the best thing, um, especially moving through motherhood. There is one question that I definitely ask myself, like, is your child, seeing as though she's a toddler, and obviously she doesn't know squat, I have to teach her squat, I have to step her through squat. I don't want my like, that means suppressing how you feel or ignoring how you feel because it's okay that you have to reparent yourself while you're parenting them. Absolutely. Like, I will step back like, okay, so is she misbehaving actually or is she doing something that's age appropriate and her behavior is triggering? Yep. Like, which one is it? Because 
odds are she's doing something that is completely developmentally and age appropriate and it's just triggering because I didn't have anyone to tend to those big feelings when I had them. So now I'm having to learn how mm-hmm. to do it to tend to her, but then also to turn inward and be like, girl, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because, look, all of our triggers, the things that people do that upset us, that's not about them. That's about you. When your child throws a tantrum and you get upset, that is not about the tantrum. It's not about the tantrum. That's about you. <laughs> right. Because they have no way no other way to communicate their emotions they can't talk it out right so (laughs) what are you looking for what do you want so this has been such an amazing conversation for so many reasons like I'm glad that I don't have a mic I could drop because like I said (laughs) baby it'd be broke like I'm kind of glad now because this was amazing and I know it serves so many mothers and so many mompreneurs and just knowing that like you are not alone when you feel like oh my gosh I'm a mother and I can't go to oh my gosh that auntie that grandma that mom and you realize oh my gosh now I gotta really be the example as to how I need them to treat my child because it's not even a want it's a necessity Right, you mm-hmm. gotta establish boundaries and places and never have, and it's okay, it's okay, it's all okay. So, thank you so much for coming on to the my, 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 my too fast petition. Julia makes this face, I wish like everybody could see it. She loves the song. But thank you so much for coming on. Please let the listeners know where they can find you and how they can contact you. Absolutely. So your listeners can find me on Instagram at I am Dana Nicole. That's who I am. They can find me at I am Dana Nicole. They can also find me on Instagram at Loft and Approved. That's L-O-F-T-O-N-A-P-P-R-O-V-E-D. Don't forget the D or at loftandapproved.com. That's where your listeners can find me. I'm always there. I love, I would love to talk to you guys.